1: Speak we got the clothes like the party let's get down crazy Jimmy we got myself the notice I'll be the one and only the tell you she always up the clothes of Jimmy each one your wanna wanna be Jimmy start new celebrity will take you out to Jimmy stars hey ho what's up everybody welcome to the Jimmy Star show with Ron Russell Ron will be here in just a second, he's running late, and I yelled out to him, but he's not here yet, so he's on his way in, hope everybody's doing well in the meantime, and welcome to the show, we got a great show for you guys today, Uh, first up we have actress and award winning music producer Max Wasser coming on, and then we have Fred North coming on, who is a uh, motion picture helicopter pilot, worked on the biggest films in the industry, something new for us, something we've never done before, so I think it'll be a lot of fun, so in the meantime um let's say hi to the chat room which people are just starting to come in now but what's up stefan's in the chat room how you doing stefan hope all is well with you um uh, we had a great weekend and we went to see the bloodthirst movie premiere uh on friday afternoon in beverly hills and we got to hang out with costas mandalore and what was the other guy's name now i forgot his name in that terrible um, Tara Reid was in the film, but she wasn't there. BJ Mezik was there. Lots of people from the show were there, um, that we've had on and we had a really, really good time. Robert Lozardo is the other person that we met and he's going to be, they're both going to be coming on the show soon. Um, and then on Saturday night, we went to, uh, Halloween hotness, which is at Madame Tussauds. And it was a blast. Um, it was a lot, a lot of fun. We dressed up as cowboys. Ron looks phenomenal. Everybody like loved him. And uh, we met all kinds of people of which Max Wassa, who's our first guest was there. So it should all be good um, and everything is going well with everything. We had a total blast, um, lots of cool stuff coming up. Um, and I think that uh, that I don't know where Ron is when and I didn't prepare anything since he usually talks at the beginning of the show. but um, I think what we'll do is, We'll play a quick music break, you guys, and let me go get him because I don't know where he is. So let's play uh, California Blues by Gabe Lopez featuring Belinda Carlisle and give us two seconds. As soon as this, the video is over, we'll be back. Thanks, everybody. Hi.
2: Come crashing down, and I get lost with you. I'm found. Oh, and we take on the neighborhood, the better and good of Hollywood. Oh, how the girls and demons
0: collide, lie at the sunset door. they can change the stars in your eyes
2: when I look into your head. To yeah, the summer's fall, yeah. Oh, I'll be a some of the I never drive. To the
0: sunset shore
1: Gabe Lopez featuring Belinda Carlisle. Now I've got Ron joining me uh, for the show, and he's drinking something now, but he's back and he's here. Hello, cool man, outrageous man about town, Ron Russell. For those of
2: you who don't like me, enjoy this. I'm suffering. I don't know if it's a desert dust, allergies, what? But my vision is blurry, my nose is clogged. I just fight this desert sand all the time. The last time I lived in Palm Springs, 20 years ago, I moved out of Palm Springs back to New York because the, the, the sand was so bad that it was really affecting me terribly.
1: But anyway, I'm here. So tell them, so we went to Halloween Haunt this Saturday. Who did you remember that you met? Well, I looked in the mirror and I saw myself. <laughs> that was all I needed. Daniel DeCrisio was there, you guys. He's been yes, a guest on and, the show. And Sherry Davis. Mm. Yes. And, and uh, BJ Mezik and, and his wife and his
2: daughter Taya. Taya. And all our little gang. Zachary was there.
1: And Diane. Diane and uh, Brandy. Randy, my little Mary. gummy bear. <clears throat> so we also met Barbara Crampton, you guys. She's been on the show twice, but we've never met her in person. We met Scream Queen Jill Sholin, big big star from the 80s, and she said she would come on the show. Uh, We saw Jennifer Moriarty. She's coming on the show in two weeks. Um, And if you guys remember when we had um, Max, Max Searchy on the show two weeks ago, we showed the trailer for uh, uh, the, The Bouncer, I think it was, and the guy who stars in that movie, John Ozuna, is a big martial arts star. He's coming on next week. Um, so we, we met all kinds of fun people, and we had a blast. Tracy Lee Coco was there, Racer Michaels, and everybody from um, Night Mistress movie. And Franco
2: um, was there.
1: Yeah, Frankie. And um, um, who else? There was a lot. It was fun. It was, it was I mean, all we inside. There was
2: hundreds of people. And I think they raised a little bit over $30,000, which is good. It's not a lot of money, but it's enough to get one family going at St. Jude's Hospital. I think sometimes it's a pity that billions of dollars are sent to Russia and other countries and we have to beg to help the people in our country. Absolutely. I think that's wrong. And The billions of dollars that are sent to other countries, if a portion of it was given to St. Jude, it possibly may be. You know, I'm talking to my hat. I'm sure that the government does give St. Jude millions and millions of dollars a year at least i would hope so because the purpose of saint jude hospital is children that have cancer and parents that don't have the money because of insurance is being so expensive and bad they have a place to go to 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 heal their child
1: and it takes care of everything
2: now think of it this way god forbid you had a child or a grandchild who has cancer god forbid and that child is in a hospital, and you have to travel every day, miles and miles and miles on a bus, on a subway or whatever it is you travel on, to see that child. Isn't it nice that the people that raise money for St. Jude make it possible for you to sleep in the hospital near your child, if in the middle of the night your child wakes up screaming because it's terrified of what it's going through, Mom and dad are there. So St. Jude, to me, is probably the best, uh, aside from, of course, AIDS, you know, giving money to find a cure for AIDS, which is killing children as well as adults, Uh, people of all people, not just some people or certain people, but all people. I think our government has got to stop giving so much interest to other countries to make their welfare better. And to start concentrating on our country, and people over eighty should not have to pay a copay because they don't have it. Their social security checks are fifteen hundred, twelve hundred. They have to pay rent, eat, and doctors too. It's just stupid. Anyway, in the politics, we're going to have a good show.
1: So uh, we raised thirty thousand dollars last year. We only raised eighteen, so we raised twelve thousand more than last year. So it was a great success. And we had a really, really, really good time. And then I told them um, that we went to the blood Bloodthirst premiere, the movie starring Robert Lissardo, Costas Mandalore, and Tara Reid. And Tara Reid wasn't there, but we hung out with Costas Mandalore and Robert Lissardo and met all kinds of (sighs) fabulous people. And it was really – it was a fun movie, campy movie, but very fun. Sarah French was in it. Uh, Alyssa Dowling is in it. Ron starring in a movie with Alyssa Dowling soon. Um, I play
2: her daddy. Now, listen – this movie, I love vampire movies. You know, In all my career, I have never, ever played a vampire. Yet. Soon I will be playing a very interesting, spooky, weird vampire who happens to be gay. And he has a daughter who's a vampire. And what goes on between daddy and daughter and the world that they live in, a fantasy, is so bewitching. It's a movie that will take you to another world. It is the best script I've read in a long, long time. Uh, Ming Ballad wrote it, directed by Jennifer James. So it's going to be quite a film when we shoot it. That film should be – I think that's the second film I'm doing. Yeah, first, Death House. Then uh, – uh, No,
1: no. Uh, it'll be a little bit further River, down that. River first? Red River comes first, yes. Red
2: River first.
1: And it's the, not Death House anymore. What is it? It's now? Death Realm. A haunting begins. What? Um, they're not doing Death House, and I think one of the main reasons Max Watts, our first guest, she starred in a movie called Death House. Yeah, but what's what's this new title? Death Realm is the title Death that they've been talking realm. about. Realm. Yes, a haunting begins. What is Death Realm? Well, mean? since it's a ghost story, it what's fits a realm?
2: What do you do with the camera? Um, what's what's a realm? I mean,
1: it's not spooky. Death Realm. Oh well. Anyway, there's another Death House. Well, they should have called it like whore House or something. <laughs> yeah, no. Anyway, we're going to talk about the other Death House because that one has like thirty of the biggest horror stars ever. Horror, horrors, horror. No, no everybody, everybody horror. else says horror. You
2: say horror, and people no. get it. horror, horror. No, it's
1: horror. No, that's it. No, that's but that's no, that's how it gets. Hey, me. Hub, what's up? Hub just joined us too. Hey, Hub. Hey,
2: Hub. What is it? Horror? Or oh, what are do you doing? Like, he talks real Texan.
1: He'll <laughs> say horror. I don't know if it's Texan. whatever hub speaks he'll say ha. so real quick then you guys uh we want to thank everybody for tuning in every week please listen to us on um apple podcasts because i'm trying to get us up in the rankings uh it's kind of a weird thing because we were never ranked on it in 15 years and now that we're on it i want to stay on it so let's uh, continue to listen to us on apple Podcasts. you'll see me sharing the link everywhere on social media Um, also you can hear us on soundcloud iheartradio apple Podcasts, itunes Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Prime.
2: And tomorrow night, we're going to the most wonderful uh, get-together gathering for Paramount Studios. It's fancy dress. We have to get all dolled up in our glitz and glitter. And there I will be with snots hanging out of my nose and watery eyes. And they're going to think that I have some kind of air pollution or some kind of disease. Anyway. I'm gonna dope myself up with all kinds of uh and it's what do they call that stuff you snip? I have what I spray up my nose. It's um I don't know what it's called. But anyway, I have nasal spray, then there's pills I take to dry out my sinuses. So let's hope that by tomorrow night, you know I won't be but snuts won't be rolling out of my nose.
1: So you guys were going to a cocktail party for the new television show by Paramount called Fellow Travelers. Yeah, um, it stars Matt Bomer, yeah. which everybody knows, and Jonathan Bailey, who's the star of Bridgerton, which is a huge series. And um, I'm looking forward to meeting. We we'll get to go and meet. We'll get to go meet them, and um, hopefully, well, we'll get to go meet them, and it should be a lot of fun. So anyway, we're going to bring on our first guest. Okay, let's. Uh, do all right, that. let's bring on Max. Let's see if we can <laughs> hear. her. Hey, Max.
2: Hi, guys.
1: Who is this girl? Hey, hey, hey. Oh, my gosh. Who is this girl? I couldn't even tell your hair had red in it on Saturday. You were so bloody. (laughs) Who is this girl? Have I ever seen this girl before? (laughs) (laughs) Hi, darling. How are
2: you? Hi, my love.
0: Yes, you guys look fantastic on Saturday.
2: Yeah, you think? It was so much fun. Somebody said I look like Rock Hudson. I almost had a heart attack. Oh, well, Rock Hudson. Rock Hudson had a big mustache at one time, like I wore. But they said I look like Rock Hudson. I just wanted to scream. Imagine <laughs> anybody telling you you look like Rock Hudson. Wow!
0: <laughs> you know, I didn't recognize you at first because I I turned around and I was like, "Who is this hot thirty-year-old standing next to me?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> but said, I, I she said, It was this hot thirty-year-old standing I, next
0: you're
2: to hot me. 30-year-old. <laughs> you got that wrong. <laughs> 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 right, let me do a real right, intro. Right, let me wait, do a real right, intro. Wait before we go there. Did you have a good time? I
0: did have a good time. I did. every. I was dressed as a um, a bloody saloon girl who's been oh, through you know, a gun, a gun you know, shootout. Know, Everybody thought I was a bride, but that's not what I was. <laughs> you know, Actually, too, we you
2: made, got robbed, though. We made over $30,000. Yes, yes, yes. That went to St. Jude, so you yeah. should feel good about that. I do. I do.
0: I, I know, you know, just personally, I, I think I raised like 9,000 of that. Good girl.
2: Good like, girl. Good girl. Good girl. I like I don't loving. know what we raised. I, don't, I guess we raised something. Um,
1: yes, we raised. 500,
2: something. I heard. You <laughs> know.
1: <laughs> Either way, it was a good event. So hold on. Let me do a real introduction. All right, everybody. Yes. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, actress, award winning music producer, author, model. Movie producer, Max Wassa, hello and welcome to the show. And I don't know if you have more titles, but I figured that was I got a lot of them in there for you just to get them all in there. They're in my back pocket. It's fine. It's been such a long time because the last time we had you on the show, we lived in Pennsylvania, so that's a long, long time ago. Yeah. And it's funny because we run in the same circle, but we don't see you as often as I would like to see you, so it was really a thrill to see you on Saturday night.
2: So we haven't seen you in, what, 10 years? No. And I haven't aged a bit. You have not. <laughs> Absolutely. I have aged terribly, but... Either.
0: No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Yeah, so
1: no. so you and I are the same age, and like you are fabulous. You look terrific. Oh, You're you. And I did all this research on you uh, this time coming on, since I know you do a lot of different things, and I didn't actually know you did quite so many things. I knew you were a big-time music person, um, but I didn't know that you were actually like in Playboy. When were you in Playboy? Oh, in the 80s. <laughs>
0: you know... In, in the good days of Playboy, and, you know. oh yeah, when it was
1: a good magazine, but also like you were super popular in Playboy, so good for you. Oh, I mean, you. I mean, you're smoking hot now, so I would imagine in the '80s, which is like 40 years ago, like you're even significantly uh, hot. Wait a minute, we're talking.
2: My hair was much bigger. We're talking really stupid numbers here. I don't. What care. do you mean? I don't like it. 40 years. What kind of numbers are these? We don't, we don't, we don't talk those numbers. <laughs> Nice. Astro, Astro
1: agrees. But it's gotta kiss me now, right? So we have people in the chat room. Just say hi to the chat room. Daddy love loves, the chat you. room. Daddy loves you. Daddy loves you. Daddy loves you. So let's um, the chat room people are starting to come in. <laughs> let's um, so let's talk a little bit. I have bit. to make out with my dog. This I'm is Astro. <laughs> this is Astro. He always comes on the show. He's a ham. He loves. I was, I was in a movie called Astro. Yeah. Yes, I know you were. I actually wrote that down. That? And actually, a lot of the people in it have been on our show, or Ron's worked with them.
3: Um, yeah,
1: and, um, well, Ron's worked with everybody. So, because so let's tell them everybody. So there's a film we're called
2: right? Astro. You guys, we didn't. We have never worked together, right? No, I don't. Think so no, and, I don't
1: think so. Think that I don't like that. Yeah, well, we're gonna work that out because I'm producing to a ton of movies, so we're gonna work that out. So we mm-hmm. have a movie called Astro. She did, you guys. Marshall Hilton was on our show. Ron was in a movie with Gianni Capaldi, Gary Daniels, Louis Mandalore, who's the brother of Costas, who we met Costas. this weekend. Michael Pele, I mean, who Ron knows, Randy oh, yeah. Wayne, Ron worked with, and Dominic Swain is the one only one I don't, I, I have never met her, but I know who she is obviously. Uh, yeah, but, well, well, I was going on to set you. for like four seconds. So. Oh, okay. She's there for four seconds. Actually, I I heard, well, I didn't, uh, she doesn't always have the best press.
0: (laughs) Jimmy, I'm shocked. I speak speak only the highest, you know, form for everybody. That's good.
1: So what's the movie about? Is it a horror movie?
0: No, no, it's a sci-fi movie. And um, yeah, Gregory Crosby, who um, is a fantastic writer and, and Asif Akbar wrote it. And um, yeah, it was great fun. We were in, in uh, New Mexico for a couple of months shooting that in Roswell. And I'm like I'm a two. Old. What
1: was it I like think. in Roswell? I want to go to Roswell just because I think it'd be fun.
0: It was a bit creepy. You know, we were there for a long time and we got to kind of know the people there and they are very, very into their, you know, sci-fi and, an alien connection, which is cool because you know,
2: I love that as well. He loves when, it when, when I came here from Mars, we landed in Roswell at night, and yeah. we, you know, we ran off the ship spaceship so people wouldn't find us, right? Uh, but they found the spaceship, that's how come they always write about Roswell and the spaceship. My father flew that spaceship, by the way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we, did a, we did a Ron did a movie with that, Fact on Mars, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, he was he was the producer or financial cool. financier or something on a oh, movie. Yes, I, I don't remember which one was that. Wow, Mo, Clown Road or whatever, Clown 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 Fear Clown. Fear. Yeah. Awesome. A lot of clown movies. A lot of
2: clown. <laughs> I mean, I, you know what? In August, I'm shooting Clown Motel Three. Oh, nice. I have some friends in You know, I, I can't get out of those clown. I play a, a general in the army. Thank God I don't play one of those stupid clowns, but um. I gotta get out of these cloud <laughs> I know get out of there. She's a bad reputation. <laughs> you know what's
0: funny is uh one of my brothers is actually went to Ringling Brothers uh college and in Florida. Florida. Yes, yeah, and he became professional Sarah, Sarah, he Sarah, went from being an engineer, a big high stakes engineer, you know, for Sony and <laughs> You know, we went a billion-dollar studio, and he tells my dad, "Oh, I'm going to go be a clown," and goes off to clown college. Is a clown that now, Is he
1: having for? No, he's just a, he went to clown college. Is he? Is he still a clown? Oh, he's a clown. He's a clown to me. But. <laughs> 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 I like love it. I think it's terrific. So let's talk a little bit about music because okay. I, I know I've always known uh, that you have worked a lot in music and you have a cause you always, I always see posts with different bands and stuff, but I didn't actually know you were a producer. I thought you were more of a manager, not actually you're producing the music. I wrote down that you won an LA music award, lifetime achievement record producer award, and that you're a classically trained musician. What are you classically trained wow. in? I am a French horn,
0: flute, piano, guitar, you know, stuff like that. You're, you're Stuff a like
1: that. That's all
2: French. Wait, I, flute. Have, I have to, I have to show off. Okay, so you are a flautist. A flautist, yes. She's a flautist. See, I know some sort of shit. Even <laughs> though I'm from Brooklyn, I still know what. <laughs>
0: I mean, not my main instrument. French horn is actually my main instrument.
2: French um, horn is an interesting in- instrument because it's an old instrument. Did you is. know it, it goes? All, of course, you do know this, but it goes all the way back to the time, the period of the French Renaissance. Yes, you know, the chosen instrument by I think Louis and Marie Antoinette. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do,
1: um, do you play instruments like on people's? Because you, you primarily produce rock music, right?
0: Oh, no. I, I produce everything, uh, everything. Um, oh, I produced oh, yeah. a really fun record. Oh, more. I don't know if you can call it fun, but a uh, very interesting record for a gentleman called Dan Reed from the Dan Reed Network. And that was... Um, kind of world music and using Palestinian and Israeli musicians for the very first time in history on one
2: record together. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> well, it went good there. Yeah, it went good there, but it didn't go so good in the world.
0: <laughs> yes. But, you know, that was our, our kind of, you know, our peace record, you know, our, our project of hope. And, you know, I think if everybody had a little bit more hope, and a little more peace in their heart, we wouldn't have these situations. Uh, so yes.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent. Your, your
2: words should only go out to the world. Oh.
1: They are going to go out Meanwhile, to the world.
2: Meanwhile, I have to do the personal stuff because we have Snoopy uh, people that watch and they want to know, what is she married? Does she have kids? Is she a dyke? Is she straight? Is she with, they all want to know So we'll start off with, are you married? I am not married. I am not married. Oh. Are you available? I am available. <laughs> what kind of a man do you like? I like all of the men. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like women, all the women.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like, love it. I think it's terrific. So do you have children?
0: I do. I have two fabulous children, Jesse and Danny. Um, Danny, you might know because she's also an actress and uh, a, a super model. Um, and her name is Danny. What-
1: Last name. Is no. it your Same go. as yours?
0: Danny Shaka, S-C-I-A-C-C-A. And how about the boy? What does he do? He's in
1: music, um, of course. Um, of course, they, they figure they follow sh- you. Sh- 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 yes, yes. got to yes. following both things. You got the actress model thing mm-hmm. on one hand, and you got the musician thing. So okay, let's, get, let's get
2: back to the, the Yenta stuff. Okay. So, if a guy calls you up, mm-hmm. says to you, what would you like to do this evening on our date? What would you say to him? Isn't that a
1: stupid question? No, i make it question? a first date.
2: That's the stupidest question in the world, but guess what people love it. <laughs> so, what would be your first date with a tall 6 foot 2 somebody
1: you think super hot.
2: handsome hunk. Yeah. Um, you
0: know, I'm I'm a bit of a nerd. Um, I'm a lot of a nerd.
1: Thank
0: you. <laughs> so, you know, nerd. Do you always- not a nerd? Yes,
1: think. she is. I, oh, is. I'm, 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 I don't think you're a nerd because you don't look like a nerd. That's for sure. So, what would you like to do? What? What's a fun first date for you? I used to take everybody ice skating.
0: Um, ice skating is fun, but I I have an injury at the moment, so I can't ice skate. So, um, I I love
1: uh, I love comic book stores. Me too. Oh my gosh. I love comic book stores. We even have our own Funko Pop that we had made. Yes, yes, yes. And we're Funko also, is we're like also the, the comic book. book. We have a comic yeah, we book. have two comic books that we're two in. comic
2: books up. Yeah. I have to choose. Where I have to pause this. Who did you take ice skating on a date? I used to take everybody. What's everybody? That was when I
1: dated women back when I was 20 years old. Not like as we, an old person. Oh, you never took me I didn't take you skating. ice skating, no. But, I, I'm
2: an ice skater. Have That's, you ever been to the – I've old. ice
1: skated and my, my daughter also. Oh, we can go now. I love to ice skate. Uh, oh, I, I can't do no, anything because I have not a not bad at knee. Not. At
2: 83 years old, I'm not going on the ice. you <laughs> get <laughs> it. Oh,
0: sit in a chair and you can like push in the chair. No,
1: God, forbid, no, he would never do that. You know, he, you know, once in a while, if we both are having trouble with our knees, we'll like get the, into the little shopping carts and chase each other around the store. No, God forbid you! <laughs> but I, wait, I mean, if you fall on ice
2: at 83 oh oh, you're in trouble. Yeah, because ice is very ice is dangerous. People don't realize that. Have you? So, wait, wait, well, wait, get, wait, wait. I, I want to go there. It's good. It's good. When well, you see these wonderful skaters at the ice uh, capades or whatever they have and they're flying and throwing each other around. You think, Oh, that's easy. I could do that. Yeah. Yeah, Like hell, (laughs) try it, but it's scary because it's dangerous and they are wonderful. Proceed now, Mr. I want to
1: know if you've been to the Funko museum. Have you been there? I haven't been. I was at
0: Funko this past week. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a total nerd. I'm telling you, I, I, Took one of my dear friends, Laura, to Funko for her first time and got her into collecting. And, um, my son is a huge collector, like one of the biggest collectors of Funko. Um, I'm you know, I'm a huge, huge fan of everything they do. I'm
1: do you have a bunch of Funko? Like, how many?
0: I'm not so crazy about this new gold series. I don't know how you feel no, about it. At
1: all. The like it's a, it's a different. Explain type of to us. We don't.
2: We're not Funko people. Funko people. Everybody.
1: you are just not. But everybody else is. No.
2: Everybody <laughs> is. I don't know any of my friends my age that even know what Funko. Oh, well, is. your age
1: not, but I actually made my TikTok called "This Is Jimmy Star" and it's all about my collectible. Like I have a because I collect action figures. I have everybody who's ever been on our show. Do you have an action figure from any of your films?
0: Um I had one back in the day, but I think that's like long gone.
1: <laughs> okay, I, always go, it's I always go I always go a for lot that. of
0: money.
2: Yeah, I always go look. If your for that. action figure is from the day,
0: yeah, yeah. Be, don't do you have one of yourself? I have nothing of myself. I don't really keep anything of myself. Sometimes fans will send me things to sign and you know I mean. um, and I'll take a picture of it and go, Oh, that's cool, you know. Wow. Um, what about wait? So, do you collect Funko Pops or not? I do. I collect Funko. Um, I, I've been a collector for a very long time. I owned at one time the second largest Elvis Presley collection in the world.
1: Wow! Wow, second. Oh, yeah. yeah. you sold it. Wow,
0: we had uh 4,000 square feet of Elvis Presley. Are you Pardon me, you had
2: 4,000
0: square oh, feet God. of wait. Elvis Presley. Yeah.
1: Yes. So do you watch? So Sunday nights, I love to watch on MeTV Collectors Call. Do you ever watch Collectors Call? I haven't seen that. I will have to watch that. So it's it's hosted by the girl from um, Facts of Life, whatever her name is, Blair from Facts of Life. But anyway, they go around to the biggest collections of action figures and and like one lady had the biggest Dolly Parton, you know, thing. I didn't give a shit about that one. I like the action figure ones. Uh, but I, ha- how many Funko Pops do you think you have?
0: Um. I probably have a few hundred, and my son probably has thousands.
1: Yes. So, I have like 200. I think you're all insane. I have about 200 of them, and I have about 20 that are like autographed by like huge people like Charlize Theron and like. And Aquaman and all of these different kinds of things. And then this, I have this is obsessed. and then I have three of me and two of him that we had made. Um but this oh, is- I've never been to the museum though, and that's why I wear the big red glasses because I made my Funko Pop had big red glasses. And I even took the the image and had it embroidered on t-shirts and everything because I'm like you, a super
0: do you go to Funko Fun Days?
1: I've never been. I wanna go. I've never been.
0: We have to go together.
1: Oh, I would love to go. That would be the coolest thing ever. You two go. I you know
0: love
1: it. You would love it. It's so like much it. The okay. only thing I don't like is, like, I'm not really into the whole, like, Funko Soda and all that, all the other little. And now they got the little mini itty-bitty pops or whatever. I'm not really doing those kinds of things. I really like the traditional ones. And then some of the big ones. I, like, have, I, have 18 I, inch, I have the 18-inch Batman and Harry Potter. Yeah, the,
2: I still can't get over her 4,000 square feet of Elvis Presley. We hated Elvis Presley. Uh, I mean, so I, I hated him. All the guys hated him in Brooklyn and, and Queens, where I lived in both. They we were all Brooklyn. jealous because I uh, was no. We laid. weren't <laughs> jealous. We all said he was a faggot because he had dyed jet black hair, and on his album he had more makeup than Marilyn Monroe, and he had eyeliner and mascara. And we looked at him. We said he's a big sissy. He's a fruit. So none of us liked him. So you know what we did? I dyed my hair black. black
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: wore it like uh, I have my so wait, collar up. When is Funko? When, when does Funko? When do they do Funko Days?
0: They do that during the San Diego Comic Con.
1: Uh, if we're still here, like I told totally you, want to do that? Like that's the coolest thing ever. Yeah,
2: I'm sure they do it in New York somewhere.
1: Well the Funko Funko only has two museums and the other one's not in New York. I don't know. you New York they have a Funko pop
2: museum where you go for target practice?
1: No. <laughs> He's joking. All right, so let's go back. So so I, I think that all that shit's super cool. So who who's who cause I went on uh I went on a record label. Do you work with a record label? I do. Um I forgot the name of it, but I saw like all these like it looked like heavy metal ish or really like hardcore rock bands. That's why I just assumed you produced rock music.
0: Um uh, no, I mean I, I produce, you know, what I enjoy and what I think the um you know the world is gonna enjoy and that they have
2: some sort of a positive message.
1: Yeah, That's, I like that.
2: Yeah. What's the message your shirt is saying? Let's see that.
1: Um, strike.
2: Let's say I have to push I it. Yeah, yay, yeah. solidarity, solidarity, yeah, 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 yeah. I like I, well. You know. Friend was on our show. I and love. I oh, could her eat her. thought it was a radio show, so she came out of a shower with her hair soaking wet, no makeup, in a white terry cloth robe, and she's sitting there. And then somebody told her, "Friend, it's a television show." Oh <laughs> shit! She said, "I just got to." <laughs> but we did the show anyway. But she's a lot of fun. Oh, she's fantastic. She she came from one town away from me. We both grew up in the same neighborhood. I knew Flushing well. I used to date a lot of girls in Flushing because they were mostly Jewish girls. And the Italian guys used to say the Jewish girls love to give head. So let's go to Flushing. <laughs> it was a rumor. It never happened. But that was supposed to be the thing. All Jewish girls give head. So all the Italian guys got in their cars and went to Flushing. But Fran is a tough broad. Don't I... me kid you. When you see the nanny, she's a flighty broad. Oh no, Fran is very intelligent, very strong, and very with it. She's going to make it happen. I'm behind her all the way, hundred
0: percent, a hundred percent. She's she is the best person to lead us through this horrible form. And you know, I've been I've been acting since I'm seven, and you know, a lifetime union member in four unions, and. I have so much respect for her, what she's doing. And, you know, it's, it's time. It's enough of this already. You know, I have a stack of checks for 82 cents and (laughs) (laughs) how do we live? How do we live? And, you know, and it, it hits us in every category as a musician, as a producer, as, um, as a writer, uh, you know all of all of me is being taken and and just max
2: what i'm, just, I'm what i'm most upset about and it's going to happen whether we like it or not is image theft 100% i think that is horrific that they can use your image in a movie and give you no credit or money for it, they have this way with the CGI with computers, however however the fuck they do. I don't know what they do, those morons. But they take (laughs) your image and they make you happen in a movie. So therefore, you will never need an actor again. So if you're dead, like Rudolph Valentino, they'll take his image and put him in a movie today. Right. Uh, I think it's wrong because the one thing that we actors fight for is our identity. It's always being stolen by somebody. There's always somebody out there that wants to copy you, copy your way you're acting or something. Yes. Here, they want to copy your fucking image, you. Right. And I say to Franny, Franny, Franola, I call her, Franola, let's go, let's yes. not let this happen. I will never go to work again if this happens.
1: Well, and they're also making so much money. I mean, it's sickening that the the people from I think it was Paramount or something they made like like a, a billion dollars or something a year or something. I some ungodly up, amount of money.
2: We're going to their party tomorrow. Oh, well,
0: you know what the problem is? Like for the the general public that doesn't really understand what it is that we're dealing with, they too are having their image stolen from them every day. Every time you go to the bank or drive your car or pick up your phone, they are capturing your image. And we no longer own ourselves. So, And and it's been happening for years. When I was with Playboy, my ex-husband and I were walking down Hollywood Boulevard going to Man's for a movie. And we look up and there is a giant towel with my image on it. And I'm like, a piece of that. And then on our,
1: our you know they did, sold like thousands of them,
0: <laughs> thousands of them. And um, on, at, at one time I was dating uh, Playgirl's Man of the Year, Phil Baroni, and we we're in a car wash, and he's like laughing at me because I was on an air freshener, and we turned the little air freshener around, and he was on the other side. There was one of him as well. And it was hysterical and agonizing because we don't make any money off of that.
2: You know? The money is not even the, the really main, that's part of the issue. To me, it's the audacity, mm-hmm. the nerve, the balls. Right. You know, I would, I would, I would pay to put a hit on them all seriously, oh. because it's wrong. We right.
0: hard,
2: the How hard did you work? work? to be who you are today. Right. Oh, God. i hard. busted my ass Very since hard. 19 years old till now. I'm still trying to make it as an actor. Right. 64 fucking years, I'm working my ass off. And now you want to steal my image? Right. I, mean, I wish they would steal my image. It would be a compliment. But they, don't, they wouldn't even bother with me. They'd say, oh, her. Get rid of that fruit.
0: It's so you know, maddening. It's maddening terrible it's, it's terrible. terrible but it's happening to everybody yes. so they're taking the general public now and they're taking their image and putting that in movies and it's not even they're they're not extras they don't even
1: have any idea that it's going max, on max, they no
0: idea. and they go wait a minute
2: max happening every day i stick my neck out you know why i stick my neck out because communism is taking over our country this yes. is a communistic move the communists control the people. I have a very good friend of mine who was at a radio show in Russia. She's been on our show. And she had to leave Russia because they threatened her because of her, not politics, but just some of the things she said. So I said to her, honey, is it really that bad or is it all propaganda? She said, Ron, you would not believe what it's like. Government car, government apartment, government food, government control, government dentist, government doctor everything is the government the government we are no longer human beings we are simply the populace of the communists and i think that's what they're doing by stealing our image that's a communist move i don't give yeah. a shit anybody tells me and agreed i think it's a- it is. it's a com- i'm gonna write that so, to Fran. Friend, friend so next you, time i talk to her i'm gonna tell her that. do you uh
1: <laughs> what are you hearing of as far as like, i don't know how anything went yesterday because i didn't see anything but like what are you like hearing in general like uh, is there a when do you when when are the rumors of when you think this might end um well,
2: ugh, nobody knows
0: I, I don't see an ending in in clear sight right now unfortunately um we're so far away from any agreement um it we're lucky that they came back to the table at all you know all four of them um but it's
1: <laughs> just the things that they say like that, you know that they don't care if people lose their houses and like all the terrible things i mean that is just um that's despicable i think it's terrible and and, and not like they have to give up that much. I mean, like you make a billion dollars, so you give away a hundred million of it. You still got We're nine.
0: We're looking for one percent, which is
1: nothing. It's nothing. It's like no well, money at all. When hardly. you're talking
2: about trillions or billions of dollars, it's nothing. My nephew wrote a wonderful movie that was out. I wonder if I should tell it. No. I won't give the neighbors and you know who he is. Also,
1: you can't know, then you can't. Talk. Oh, and You're I
2: can't that. do that anyway, because I, I won't go against the union. Anyway, my nephew was in the middle of a television show, beautiful show about a tranny kid and the family. And it's a wonderful, wonderful script and story. Well, they shut it down because of the strike. And now he doesn't think it's ever going to come back. So yeah. look at the loss it's not even the loss of money we're talking about, but it's the loss of talent. The loss, yeah, the loss of good writing, the loss of good acting. Right. I, I don't know what the people out there are, are gonna do when they're gonna have to see the same movie over and over again a thousand times. Because I have,
0: I have six shows on the chopping block right now, six six television shows and two films, all were up, you know, and now everything's pulled back and uh I can't uh-huh. do that.
2: I have yes. about six or eight movies all in a line waiting. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, I have. I, I star in two of them and starring three me. of them are funded. Three of them, well, they were and, funded before. I'm not sure exactly now if they're still because people that want to why give you money. I, that's and wait. why
2: I hold up banks because we, <laughs> we, have, we, have, we have to. We have to eat. We have not worked since COVID till strike. You know how long oh, right. that was. Yes. COVID. Yes.
1: Right. Yeah, she is.
3: <laughs> it's because she's I mean, doing the same
1: thing.
2: I mean, good thing I know how to knock over banks. Otherwise,
0: it's a good thing that you're a start. music
1: producer, also, though. That because yeah, no,
0: but, but it affects music as well. It it really does. You know, uh, we're fighting for streaming. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: It affects me as a publicist. That's another story. It affects me as a publicist because we could people do an hour on streaming to, to pay me. Yes. So like it's hard to find clients because nobody can promote anything because they don't have any money, even if they're in mostly
2: this affects union films, non union productions, they're out there making movies like crazy now. Sure. Uh, what, it was, what is okay. that? Yeah. I was talking to that cowboy guy, the old guy. What was his, whatever his name was. And he said, I said, are you working? He said, all the time. I said, how could you be no, Al Burke. Al
1: Burke. That's because he does a lot of non-union stuff, he, though. But no,
2: he said he was, what is it called when you work for both? You can't work for a union, you can't, there's a name for it. And I forgot. Oh, uh,
1: yeah, it's a. What is it called? Now that you say it. A I, brain dead next to me. No, he, now that you say it. You know it. what
2: I mean? Where the union says you're allowed I to work. Take a, a leave. From
1: the union. Also, there. No, there's a
2: word. There's a new thing they do. It's not with,
1: new. It's been around for years. Well,
2: everybody's working now. That way.
1: a lot of people are working that way. I forgot what it's called now. But I'm
2: in all union movies. Yes, me too. So I'm screwed.
1: So I have a question for you going going back. To, so first of all, I think it's funny that you are a cheerleader in Porky's because when I was in high school, <laughs> I actually uh, worked at a movie theater my senior year of high school and it was a single movie theater. So a movie back then, you know, stayed in the theater for months. And so I've seen Porky's like 8,000 times because I actually like worked at the movie theater that was there and that was a big deal. Uh, yeah. So you would have been like a senior, you would have been in high school when you did that too. I was. But that's the funniest movie. It's such a fun movie. Um he's cute when he talks and then the other and then the other thing that I think so one of my favorite like eighties I think it's from the eighties, eighties movies is Vision Quest. Vision Quest is one of the greatest like movies ever made in the eighties. I'm a big eighties fan. And and so when you say that you were the body double, were you the body double for Linda Fiorentino? I was. That is so tell us how, what that means. Like, tell us a little bit what that means, because you guys, if you don't know, Vision Quest. It was Matthew Modine, and he was trying to lose weight to to wrestle this certain guy. Shoots, shoots. I think his name. Well, anyway, well, I forgot what it was. It has the best soundtrack ever. Madonna and all these fabulous people are on the soundtrack, and it is a great, great movie. And and Matthew Modine's best friend is the guy who plays. I forgot his name. He doesn't act anymore, but he's the guy who um was uh. Uh, 16 Candles. He's the love interest in 16 Candles, and now he makes furniture. I've always tried to find him, but you can't find oh, him anyway. Uh, the really cute guy. But anyway, yeah. tell us a little bit about that, because I think that's the coolest thing ever, and our audience, you know, everybody's got to know that movie.
0: Well, um, I don't know if people, well, probably most of my fans know this, that I also do stunts, um, and have been doing stunts pretty much my whole life. Um, for this, I did everything that Linda. Where you see Linda um, naked, or in a robe, or in silhouette, or in the doorway—that's all me.
1: I like love like, So you love did
0: it. you did nudes. I did all all of her body work. So anything where you see her body—that's not her body it's a movie. So it's not uh, like she's uh, like I, naked.
2: I know. I, 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 <laughs> I told I love scenes with, yeah. with yeah, I told everything. my producer, I said, I would be willing to do a nude scene, but be careful because people may trip over it. <laughs> yeah,
1: Actually, that's not that far from the truth. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, did you have, I mean, you must have had such a good time in the eighties. I mean, I'm sure you have a good time now, but the eighties for me, the eighties is like, you know, pretty in pink breakfast club, 16 candles, uh, kind of, kind of, anything, John Hughes, That is just like my like era of things that I love so much. I get so excited, you know, when we bring those people on the show, anybody who's been in any of those, uh, I was was
0: really, really blessed in the eighties. You know, um, my like training ground was Miami vice. I was on that for four years. I played a different character every single week. So, you know, there, and and here's a hilarious little bit of information. I was doing, a comic-con and I'm sitting there and my dear friend, uh, Amanda Hall was sitting next to me and, and she, she says, Oh, these guys want to talk to you. And they're very nervous. And they came over and, and they they started talking to me and they said, um, we almost got kicked out of our fraternity because of you. (laughs) I'm so sorry. What did I do? and they said there is a Miami Vice Max Wassa drinking game where every time you come on screen we do a shot and you were on screen so much that we almost lost our fraternity rights
1: cuz because- <laughs> <laughs> everybody got so drunk that's hilarious
0: <laughs> i was like i had no idea and then they had like the balls to ask me to come to NYU and and come to their fraternity and do the drinking game with them. I said, are you out of your mind? I'm not going to drink with a bunch of frat guys. Are you crazy?
1: I think that's fun though. What, you gotta, like, love it. What,
2: what, what would you like to do with yourself on the screen? Tell the truth. Something that you really have in the back of your head that you wish that a producer would say, Max, go do it. What would it be? Come on. Right.
0: I would love to play parts like, like ratchet, you know, um, I, those really deeper emotional parts, uh, something, you know, where I'm not a lawyer or <laughs> or naked, um, that would be fantastic. You know, it's so funny. Um, I work a lot with John Landis and uh, Kevin Bright back in the day, and John would always tease me. It's like, okay, what script did you get this week? And he's like, how many shower scenes do you have? I'm like. <laughs> I would like something without a shower scene. Exactly. Um, My my
2: thing is, I've never cried on TV, on stage, or in a movie. And I want to cry before I die. So I told the producer of this movie, what is it called now? Death Realm. Death Realm. They changed the title. I'm told that my son is dead. Now, Mm -hmm. can I not just have a reaction like they do? Can I please cry? And they said, well, we'll see what it looks like. Now, if somebody, I have a, I have two daughters, God forbid, don't even want to say it, but if somebody told me one of my children died, what would you do, Max? God forbid now, God forbid, God forbid. But if that news was told to you, what would be your reaction? Oh, I would cry in a, in a second, right? So I don't <laughs> understand why these fucking movie makers, uh, writers don't get it. They're gonna let you cry though. It's not in the script. In the the script, script, in the script, I do. Tell me, my son just died.
1: Your son just died. Uh, (laughs) He's going to be able to do it because I'm producing. No, I could cry,
2: but but I mean, what kind of reaction? Uh, uh, uh. Well,
0: first off, you don't follow the script. You know, I never do.
2: That's why they hate me.
0: (laughs) You know, that's that's what we as actors have to take on. Is well, we have to become this character. So oh, whatever
2: absolutely.
0: the character is dealing with, you need to emotionally deal with yourself. And if that's crying, then the director, the producer, and, and the lighting guy are going to have to deal with it. And they're gonna to have to keep fixing your face for every take or
2: well, just. Do you do know, listen. I was in the movie where I played a. New York mobster mafia tough guy, which I play very well because I don't even need to have an accent. I have it normally. So the line was, I don't remember it, but I'm going to use a fake line, something like, I'm a gangster. And I say, get over here. What are you doing? Because if you don't, I'm going to hurt you. (laughs) And I said to the people, I said, listen, that's not how we spoke in Brooklyn. They said, well, you're not in Brooklyn. You're in Hollywood. I said, I know, but that's not right. It makes me look stupid. And my Brooklyn friends and New York, people are going to say, what the fuck happened to him? Can we change it? And they said, well, what do you want to change it to? And I said, well, like Brooklyn talk. They said, well, what's that? Well, now I'll make up another one. Get over here before I knock you right in your face. No, that's how it goes. Well, they shot it. The director came running over to me screaming, More, more, I want more of that, more, more. So I said to myself, You fucking idiot. You know, you're going to be such a hard time on set. Made me look like a prima donna where everybody was tapping their foot saying, Oh, hey, Russell's gone again. You know, always oh, he's changing lines again. Sometimes we as the actor know exactly what we want to make the character, and it's right. How do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, pretty much any director that works with me knows that I'm going to go off script anyway, um, because that's what I do. You Good.
2: know,
0: when I when I walk on to set, I'm that character and I don't break from that character.
2: No, neither do you now, and, for yeah. television, television, you know, you're not allowed to go off script. It has to be pervaded. You cannot see on television. Well, ask her. That's your
1: experience. What, yeah. ask her what How her about you? Did
0: you
2: have that experience?
0: Um, You know, it's to a point. There's there's pink pages and blue pages. And, you know, I just look at them and go, but yesterday it was on the blue page. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you could do that, though, because you're gorgeous. Yeah, and you're a <laughs> girl. If
2: I said, yesterday it's on the blue page, they'd they get the fuck off the set. <laughs> so you yes. know Wait, i have a question for you though unless then. of course the producer's gay then i get away but, with but
0: the, <laughs> the, the main thing is that you just want the best for the scene right, right. The film. you know and and they're not going to get mad at you when they
2: look at the dailies and go damn that was really freaking good yeah. you to know get, that's, to get to the yeah. dailies what you got to go through you're called a troublemaker a prima donna uh, a star fucker, whatever you call, look all kinds of horrible things. Question, question, question to you: You're in a movie, starring, and a bunch of people paid to get in that film oh, who shit. are not actors, <laughs> and you are in a scene with a non-professional actor, and you're knocking out a dynamite performance, and the actor is saying, "Okay, I will now shoot you." <laughs> What do you think of that bullshit? Um,
0: I don't do those movies.
1: There you go. Good. But they
0: are now
2: happening in all they they are happening all over the place. Um even big movies. My uncle, my aunt, my nephew, my cousin, my ex-trick, they're all in a movie because of, of nepotism or friendship.
0: <clears throat> I mean in rehearsal, you want to help
1: whoever you're doing. Marshall, what is that? <laughs> what, what did she say? In the indie films that he's done oh, a right. few lately, they don't do rehearsals. <laughs> what What does that mean, Max? What's, what does rehearsal mean, Max? Wait, in blocking? Know. Okay, we'll use <laughs>
2: blocking. Don't, I don't understand that word, blocking,
1: Max. <laughs> he understands it. He just doesn't get to hear it very
2: often. <laughs> well, <laughs> Marks. He what? will
1: in the new one. He will in the new what, one. What's
2: a doing. mark? What's a mark? I, I was on a film and I said to my director, "Where's my marks?" He said, "You don't have any." I said, "What do you mean? I'll be out of focus." He said, "No, you want the camera follows you." I said, "By the way, where's the camera?" He said, "Up there." He said, I thought it was a security camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Because <laughs> you've done so some, wait a minute, you wait, no, let's movies back. that oh, aren't sure, like- sure. So you rehearse?
0: <laughs> I mean, uh,
2: usually we have
0: at least one rehearsal. So,
1: no,
0: but, oh, uh, but that is a good point, and you know there are a lot of people doing these films where people are buying in, and they are not actors. Um, so, you know, the best advice we can be is, as professional actors is to try to bring them up uh, as best. Oh, as well. come on, come on! And if you're doing something, Man.
2: you know, you a premiere on no Thursday. Quiet, Max. How many years are you in the business? <laughs> <You> <laughs> Wait, bring somebody up 50, to your level in, in five minutes? What are you out of your mind? You're just, nuts. Well, you know, you just, just possibly bring anybody up to your level. <laughs> it would take as many years as you're in the business. <laughs> I'm in the business 64 years. You think I'm gonna worry about some schmuck that paid five thousand bucks to get in the movie to bring but, you,
0: but the thing is they're gonna bring your scene
2: down. So you, you- know
1: what? He yes. doesn't do them. He doesn't. We don't do them. I don't do those. Movies. Movies. We don't do them either. We're just oh, like I don't you. do them
2: either. We don't do them. I I I stopped. Listen, I retired because of my age, and Jimmy said, "You're stupid. You're still good. Come back in the business." So I'm new in the business. You know, nobody knows me. I'm out of it twenty years. Mm-hmm. I was on TV in the '60s, '50s, <laughs> a long time ago. So I said to Jimmy, "Okay." When I came into business, I was in these shit of rules. I could, I first day on the set, I was a wreck. I said, Jimmy, where, where's the cameras? Where's the whitey? Where's the, what's the- used to big cameras, not like these
1: little things that no. look like telephones. <laughs> uh, have, you ever, have you ever
2: seen a movie set of 1965 in a movie?
0: She we, had, we
2: had cameras the size of Volkswagen. <laughs> we had 100 people running around. We had we had moppers. They don't even know what a mopper is. I asked them in one film, I said, can I get a mopper? They don't know what it is. A mopper is a guy that comes and blots your face when you sweat. So, so many things have changed from the days of really making movies. So yeah. here I am in this world that I don't understand. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs>
1: But, when wait, question, how do you wait, wait. feel
2: about the changing times of film? Oh yeah, because you've
1: lived through it.
2: Yeah, because well, she started at seven years old, so she ain't no kid. You know, she's right there with not with me, but with me in thinking. Yeah,
0: it's it's been a, a interesting uh, experience in uh, in my career, going from the different levels. You know, starting. I my very first film was a horror film and then you know straight into TV and then from TV into more film and and it's funny because like my agents um which I have a few uh yell at me all the time because I don't have a real I don't have like do you No oh, you don't have a real you don't know who I am then don't book me <laughs> like
2: Oh, that's no, I think point. that's
1: okay. Wait, uh, no, Let us. I let us no, uh, want to
2: talk to you here. Wait, a reel is something that you will enjoy when you are eighty-three. Yeah, but I don't care. I don't care well, to you see. Will it. care. You you will, see oh. okay, gonna, go ahead. What? Wait, Jane Russell. You know who she is, Jane Russell. My best friend. We were buddies. We hung out. And I said to her one day, Jane, how do you feel about getting old and not looking like you did when you were young? And she turned around and she said, What the hell do you think, Ron? So this is going to be,
1: you're not going to look well, you have like. pictures of everything, and you probably no, have no actual movie. The same, you have the, the same, same movie. You probably have copies of your movies, right? Just the other day, I was. Wait, even, hang on. Let her answer.
2: Oh, I can't. <laughs> you, you're bewildering me with your stupidity. Uh, it's
1: not stupidity. You have, do you keep copies of all? He doesn't keep copies of his. He doesn't want them. I always go try to buy them. He's like, no, don't buy it. No,
0: I have some, um, you know, because I do a lot of those autograph.
1: Right. Shows, oh, so- you have to have them because you can sell them.
0: Right. Um, but I mean, there's, there's things I don't even remember ever even doing. And, you know, people will come up to me at, at a show and they'll, you know, they'll get very upset because they want to do the dialogue back to you and they want you to, you I'm know, in. do the dialogue with them. And you, I'm like, was I in that? I don't even <laughs> remember being like, what was your first horror movie? It's what was strange. your
1: first horror movie? Oh, the Ice Cream Man. Oh, That's a I good saw. title. I I saw. That's a good title, actually, though. I do like it. Okay, so here's a hypothetical for you. Um, and I and I know we didn't ask this the first time you we were on because I never did it. So um, a hypothetical three-part question. Um, number one is if you could have ever been in any movie ever made in history, what movie would you have liked to have been in? And then the second part to it, male and female bucket list actors, living or dead, that you would like to work with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: would have liked to work with?
0: Um, I would have loved to have been in a few movies. Um, okay. Oh, okay.
1: <coughs> okay, go ahead. <coughs> Wait, say it again, because I didn't hear him. He's he's coughing. Uh, I would have loved
0: to have been in Cleopatra. Oh, wow.
1: Really? Now yeah. tell me why. That's
0: interesting. Well, I'm an Egyptian girl. so I'm I believe Catholic that I was a half Egyptian, and, you know... Is that the one with uh, the, uh, Elizabeth, Taylor. Elizabeth, Taylor?
2: Elizabeth Taylor? He knew Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. Uh-uh. She was far from
1: Cleopatra in person, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> That's That's a good good one. One. What do you think of the fact that <laughs> they tried, that they wanted to remake it with Angelina Jolie? I think
0: they should not do it with her, but do it with me.
1: Okay, I think so too. Okay, good. <laughs> I
2: think they should do it with me and Drake, so screw all of them. <laughs> no, seriously, I feel that I... Was an Egyptian. I lived in ancient Egypt. Jimmy knows that. Do you feel that? Do you feel Cleopatra?
0: Well, I do because you know she runs through my veins, you know. So do you
2: feel that you have a presence towards
1: her.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: Definitely. Okay, so male and female actors that you haven't worked with. Then if there's another movie, you can give us another one.
0: Um, well, besides the two of you.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're smart. <laughs>
0: Excuse me. Um you know, there's there's so many fantastic actors. I've been really blessed that I've gotten the chance to work with so many different ones, especially, you know, on Miami Vice and and on Dream On, our cast always was changing. So that was a a great experience of meeting and, and working with a lot of different kind of actors. Um I I would love to work with, you know, some of the older classic actors, um, you know, Who
2: I probably knew. <laughs> Dench. I would love. Oh, oh Judy I love Dench! Maddench. We love adore adore Judy Dench. Yeah. Adore, um, Helen Mirren. Adore Helen Mirren. Um, you know, yes, I, you know Maron who I want to work with? Kate I- Luchette, um, yes, You know. Luchette. I have the word out that I want to work with, and it's all over England now. Michelle Dockerty. Dockery Have you any idea who she is?
1: Yes. Yes. Fantastic. the most Abbey. brilliant actress in the world. I adore. Did her. you see her TV show that only lasted two seasons, and it was called um, Good Behavior? Good Behavior on TNT, where she's you know she she's not like Mary from Downton Abbey. You know now she's like she's a hooker, thief, drug addict. You know, and she was the best, the greatest. We just binged the whole series again the other day. She does an American accent, and at
2: some time she plays a southern American actress. She's a brilliant actress. I must work with Michelle Doherty. So, Michelle, when you anybody in England because England's watching us right now, if anybody knows her, get the message to her that we will get a script for her that she will adore. Just so that I work with her. I really do. What
1: about because you've worked with almost every major horror movie actor. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You didn't give us a guy, so guy actors. Bubbles.
0: Um, guy would probably,
2: um, oh man. Don't say Brad Pitt.
0: Well, I w- I'd like to work under Brad
2: Pitt. <laughs> what is it about Brad Pitt? I think he's nothing. He, I uh, would, he's seriously, I would never ball him. He's not he's, my type. Um, He's just delicious. <laughs>
1: Everybody thinks so. I don't He's think like, so like a either, little runty bloke. I mean, I'm going to be doing a movie with him, so I think. He's oh, yeah, great. I better <laughs> shut my ass because I'm in that movie with Brad. So actually, Brad when we catch for that like I will uh, see
0: arrange that so that I can could- arrange that. I will arrange that. So you could that. get under
1: him. Yeah. I will arrange that because we. Um, I'm doing another movie first. Death. I forgot Realm. Brad. We love you. It. You're gorgeous. I'm You're producing wonderful. a movie called Death Realm, and it's we're supposed to start. We've already got the money. So as soon as the, the strike is over, and then. The next one after that, that one. is supposed to be a, a really big budget movie with Brad. Right. Um Yeah, I, would love to work. And I See, so we, we haven't had, had contact like. with you, but like, I would love to work with you on some stuff. You know, I, I'm producing all kinds of films. I don't act because I suck. I uh, but I'm popular in social media. So, so he does the acting. I do the producing and casting, and I do all kinds of stuff. So, so uh, we will work together on something, and I'll see oh, you if I can Oh, I have you to in. say
2: something. Sophia Loren has not died. Oh, that was I was sol- watching TV and a thing came in That Sophia Loren died I went hysterical because I made a movie With her, I know that woman She's a lovely, lovely human being And it's a rumor It's, it's a, a celebrity alive. death hoax It's So if you watch YouTube And they say Sophia Loren died 20 minutes ago It is bullshit She <laughs> is fine, she is living in Switzerland She's very much alive God bless you, Sophia so who are- Oh,
1: go ahead
0: Thea uh, once said to me, she said, Max in this voice, Max. Always, always wear mascara. Who
2: said that? Oh Sophia told you. Always yes. wear mascara. Yeah. You know what she told You know what she told me? I was speaking Italian to her. She said, your Italian is as bad as my English. <laughs> But we managed to get between Italian and English. This is back in 1959, when yeah. she first came to this country. We were in a movie together with Tara punter called That Kind of Woman. So I was, of course, up her ass like a suppository because I, I'm madly in love with Sophia Loren. I have been for all these years. I can know She is a delightful, lovely, down-to-earth Italian lady. Yes. love Sophia.
1: So you guys can follow Max on Instagram. She's Maxwasa Official. Of do you have an actual website or no? I do. dot Official.com. Oh, there we go. That, that was easy. So Maxwassaofficial.com, t- you guys check out all her different things. Before you go, tell us how did you meet Sophia?
0: Um, I met her through Donna Summer.
2: Oh my gosh, I love Donna
1: Summer.
0: Donna
2: Summer, remember her? Yeah. Talking about those So,
1: you've always worked in music at the same time as you were working in film because Donna Summer, that would put you back a while. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's my last last chance for romance tonight. Yeah. I used to love it. I used to go to Studio 54, and they'd play that around four in the morning for those that wanted to go home. Right. Uh, (laughs) But everybody was so stoned, they didn't even know what time it was. no, everybody was loaded. Dumbling. As well, did you, I did, you ever, wait, did you ever go to Studio 54? I did, Isn't the-
0: fabulous? I, yeah. it. I was modeling in New York. I used to go all the
2: time. You had to be a babe when you went, a young girl. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, I've I've <laughs> studio. it was fun. So, you
1: guys, check out all of Max's stuff. Check out Max Wassa Official <clears throat> on Instagram. Her website is Maxwasaofficial.com. She's fabulous. Uh, we'll have more pictures with her because we're going to do some stuff with her in the future. And we want to thank you for coming on. It was so great seeing you, yeah. physically hugging you on Saturday night. It was yes. a blast. <laughs> and um, so we'll see you soon. And if anything cool comes up, let us know. We'll bring you back. Yeah. Thank you so much. Love see seeing you. Today.
2: Stay I'm well, Max. Sure. Stay well. You're a terrific
0: You're girl. You too. And support oh. the strength. Absolutely. 100%. Thank, thank you
1: for giving us a good for show. Everybody loved you in the chat. Yeah. They loved you're, you. So you're a good great. guest. Thank, right. Thank you for a good show. All right, you guys. This that's Max to you, Wassa. We're gonna take Bye-bye, a really honey. quick music break and play uh, Ten Sharp Lines on Your Face. Actually, no. Instead of that, uh, since Halloween is coming up, we'll play the, the trailer for Clown Motel too. Because Ron's in the film. But wait a minute. Are we gonna have a Halloween show next? Week? No, no. Because next week it'll be our shows on in November. This is a we didn't do a Halloween show.
2: No, I mean, are we going to have one next no.
1: next, next Wednesday? Are we doing no, it? No, it'll be in November. Oh, no. it's going to be. No, oh, so today should have be been. No. Yeah, it should have been, but I didn't think about it. So. Oh, shoot. So, that's, so in, the, in the vein of Halloween, before we bring on our next guest, you guys, here's the trailer for Clown Motel 2. When we come back, we'll be with our next guest, Fred North. Enjoy. It's been six months. (laughs)
2: Why didn't you find me yet? Where are you, Joe? We are looking for Sergeant Kelly. Yeah. It's me, General Rumi Just received new information on Brooke. So we got a team? The best.
1: I feel... An entity has entered.
2: Okay, squad, the outside perimeter is clear. You have lost me three souls. Bring me back those souls while we find the pure.
0: What kind of sick society
2: wants a human
0: sacrifice? If we can connect a base, we should be able to see what's going on.
2: Bring me a pure soul tonight! We lost it. <laughs> Gil! All
0: hail Angel of Darkness! Let the transformation begin.
2: You said the rebirth of their world is every 50 years. And it's 50. You humans. You don't understand our world. (laughs) Bye-bye! The clowns will rise in blood tonight!
1: Hey, clown. Fuck, got stranded on the side of the road, got waterboarded. Sergeant Slaughter shows up and he's like, Hey, did you bang my wife? Well, you fucking right, I banged your wife. Goodbye. Hey, what's up, you guys? So, real quick, too, please follow me on my Instagram and, and uh, TikTok. It's This is Jimmy Starr on Instagram. Uh, I changed it to This is Jimmy Starr, so we have to change it uh, on there, Juan. But anyway, This is Jimmy Starr on Instagram and TikTok, and please follow. And now we're going to bring on our next guest. So let's bring him in. Let's see if we can hear him. Hello, Fred. How are you? Hi. Thank you. We can hear you really well. All right. Perfect. Are you on a a phone or a computer? A computer. Can you, like, switch the screen a little bit so we don't lose the top of your head? There you go. Perfect. That's fine. We just... don't want you to be cut off all right let me do a great introduction here you guys now we want to welcome to the jimmy star show with ron russell motion picture helicopter pilot aerial coordinator stunt helicopter pilot film oh what did i write down film film pilot with over 200 film credits hello fred north and welcome to the show
3: thank you so much jimmy uh glad to be uh with you guys
1: Absolutely. Good. So this is my uh, Cool Outrageous Man About Town co-host, Ron Russell. Hiya. Got a lot hi, of man. stuff to ask you. A lot of stuff. Good. First of all, we have, a, we have a chat room filling up with people, so say hi to everybody in the chat room.
2: <laughs> hi, guys. First of all, we have a, a good friend who also is a helicopter uh, movie uh We do? Pilots. Yeah. What's her name? From other. A- up in how he
1: does it. He's not a movie. He's a helicopter pilot, but not a, not yeah. for movies. Yes, he
2: has. No, he's oh, not. Anyway, he's, he's a helicopter is. pilot, but not for movies. Yes, he has. But Jimmy doesn't know. We won't even go there. Anyway. But anyway, it's frightening because helicopters don't always stay up in the air.
3: Well, it's a misconception because ninety nine percent of helicopter accidents are pilot error, and one percent is mechanical. So the problem is not the helicopter, it's the pilot.
2: When I was in England with my daughter, we went in a helicopter at Gatwick Airport and we went to Heathrow. Boy, oh boy, was that an experience. (laughs) No, the estates you see when you're flying, because it's slow, a helicopter goes slow. And I have taken a helicopter in New York City. Over It's
3: It's it's an amazing platform.
2: Is that not the most magnificent thing to see Manhattan at night in a helicopter? We we're going to Atlanta. Or we had just come back from Atlantic City in so, a helicopter. So real quick. I, I love mean, helicopters.
1: I've never been on one, but I'm afraid of heights, so I probably wouldn't be good. No, Jimmy, uh, it goes
2: so
3: slow and smooth. You don't even know you're up in the air. So, I'm I'm uh, Jimmy, you won't be uh, afraid of height because you're not physically on the ground.
1: That's true. Right. I'm not afraid in planes. I can fly in planes, but sometimes the turbulence gets my stomach. But hang on. Let me do a little bragging, first of all. So the reason, you guys, we brought Fred North on here is because he's an expert in aerial cinematography. He just wrote a book, which we're going to be talking about, called Flying Sideways, the story of the world's most famous stunt pilot. Um, In the book, he has endorsements from Michael Bay, Sean Levy, Charlize Theron. And you guys, when I say, like, uh, aerial cinematography – not like on some little shitty movie. Like, he's like on the biggest movies ever, you guys. He's on the Fast and Furious series, Transformers, Bad Boys, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Gladiator, which I have a friend who was the, the the Gladiator in that, The Incredible Hulk, Inception, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, The Last Airbender, Kong Skull Island, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Pacific Rim, X-Men, The Last Stand, James Bond, Spectre, Mission Impossible, He's licensed to fly a helicopter in 65 countries and he has the world record for altitude in a helicopter at 42,500 feet, which I guess that's really high. You bet it's (laughs) high. (laughs) You. <laughs> and he's born in Tunisia you guys So what is Tunisia your, he's what is, Tunisian. so what is your accent is French you sound French
3: yeah. it's French yeah I'm, I'm French.
1: French I don't know where Tun- yeah. I don't exactly know where Tunisia and, and is and you graduated
3: sixth in your class doesn't
1: make any difference so it doesn't mean I have to know where something Tunisia yeah, is
3: in Africa
1: okay Tunisia is in Africa first of all it's not in France
2: no I know that but they speak for- you're telling me about the office <laughs> they speak it's French for- yeah. first question and I'm curious about this is the director in the helicopter with you telling you how to shoot? No, in general, they're not. No. no.
3: So how do you get the right shot? We just know, we understand what the shots are and then we giving that to the director. He's not with us because it, it's difficult for the director to be with us because for multiple reasons. First of all, he can be afraid of what we're gonna be doing, the stance we're gonna be doing and you don't want anything to compromise this creativity, in a sense. So like you guys are sitting on in a couch, and then I can send the image that I'm filming from the helicopter to you, and then you can talk to me through a radio and tell me, Fred, go left, go right. But at least, you know. It directs you from the ground via radio. Uh, in fact, <laughs> they have that feature, but it's very rare that they're using it. The way we are doing our business is, let's say you're directing a show and you said, Fred, I need you to shoot the beginning of my movie. Okay, so I need 45 seconds of an intro, whatever that, that is. We're going to do our homework to understand what that vision is, understand what the script needs, what the story is, and also the style of that director. Then we're going to go on our own, and then we're going to uh, give him the footage and 99% of the time they're very happy with it because the truth is we don't want a director to tell us how to get the shots. He just needs to tell us what he needs and then we'll get it for him because he doesn't know what we can do or not do. Right. So you're, you're actually editing the film. <clears throat> it, it, no, we're not editing. We're giving him the footage so he can do the editing correctly for his, for his movie. And how many hours in the
2: air in order to get the shots they want are you up there?
3: So it depends but um it can go usually we we pretty fast um yeah. let's say let's say you need a 45 seconds shot for a, an opening of a movie where you want to put the credit and all that stuff I mean we can get that in 15 minutes you know it's uh, it's very fast it really depends if there's a complexity to the scene right uh, if it's a simple explosion with a car flipping it's, it's going to take simple, me
1: five minutes. Simple car yeah. funding, thats simple. <laughs> well,
3: now, now,
2: now they use the uh, what's it called—the go, the gnome? Uh,
1: a drone, a they drone, the drone. A drone.
2: Now they, And the drone seems to do the same effect as the helicopter. Or don't you approve?
3: No, I I, I disagree on on very multiple uh, reasons, and I don't want to be too technical there. But first of all, um, if you if you if you take all the 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 camera system that you have on a set a crane. Uh, um, a Dolly, a Steadicam, a uh, camera on the shoulder, the cameraman is directly connected to the camera through his hands or through the device itself. On the helicopter, it's the same. We're flying the camera, basically flying the camera. Okay. On the drone, there's a disconnect between the, 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 the camera and the operator and the pilot. They're disconnected. So we shoot... Uh, instanti- like if I see a scene from the air, I'm going to see the shot and then I'm going to go for it with my guts, okay? It, you're not going to tell me, Fred, uh, go left of the house or go right on the house. I'm going to see it and then I'm going to get it. On the drone, you can't do that. It has to be a la carte. Okay, I need you to go around the house and right. get me that POV. So it's not the same kind of shots. Uh, also, if you think about it, drones are way more complex than you think as far as getting a shot. They don't have, they have a spatial orientation issues. They don't know where they are in perspective to other obstacles. They only see here. So if there is a rainbow on my left, but let's say he's on the ground and there is trees on the left, he doesn't see the rainbow on the other side, for example. (coughs) Uh, They they have a special orientation issue. Also, um, it's very hard for a drone pilot on a screen to have a depth of field. Right. You know, it's very hard. So it's difficult for them to... They can only really do something that you will ask directly to do. Go around the house, make a 360, and that's a 30-second flight. That's not what we do. We're going up in the air and we're feeling the, uh, the 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 scene, and then we get the shot. It will just be more natural. Now, don't don't get me wrong. We need both, but the overlap is maybe five to ten percent. That's it.
1: Actually, though, what you do is actually. I mean, it's a very cool... I think it's super cool. You're the only person we've ever had on the show who did it. That's why I was so excited to bring you on because it's something new for our audience. Um, but, like, it's not like you're flying, like, over the air and there's not buildings and all kinds of stuff you could crash. It's not like you're in an open field, so you don't have to worry and you can just fly around. Like, you have to... In in, in getting the shot, you have to make sure you don't hit buildings and skyscrapers right. and, and planes.
2: you can maneuver. Helicopters are very maneuverable.
3: Extremely very maneuverable. maneuverable. They They... So if you are experienced enough, and we can turn around and dec- right, you can do 360, you can do any directions, but if you experience enough, it's like, it's like being on the bicycle, the bicycle disappear and then you're just going around, you know, it's it's same thing, you know for me, it's a 2.5 ton machine, but I'm flying the camera, the helicopter disappear and then we, we become the camera. So now imagine you have a camera on your head and you're flying up in the air. What would you get? You know, so we get so many things, and uh, we get amazing footage because of that reason.
1: How did you decide that you wanted to do? Like, did you just wake up one day and say, "Gee, I think I'm going to go like be a movie cinematographer and fly helicopters"? Or like, how did how does that come? How did that work out in your head that you became this? Well, you should
3: read my book first of all. But
1: what you guys, we're going to talk about is more. But the book you guys yeah. is called Flying, because B, be, they're already talking about it in the chat room. Uh, Flying yeah, right. is the sideways, Side of the world's Side. most famous stunt pilot. You guys. But was- basically the
3: the book is and uh, what well, your question how you go from tunisia long story short to hollywood yes. especially for a french guy that you know my, my english now is kind of a b minus but but 20 years ago it was a, a d minus so it was not easy to to do the transition but you know in life i'm i'm sure it's the same for you for you both it's a journey that takes you there i never had the end goal in mind the only thing I knew is I wanted to do something cool and sexy, but I didn't know exactly what it was. But I had the energy and I had the strength and the, the workforce. Like I wanted to succeed, but make to make me happy. When the, the the I even didn't know at twenty years old that there were a film pilot uh, job for me. There was a helicopter pilot, a doctor, a lawyer, a reporter. But I didn't know there were more to that. So it, it I was in France and i was flying for a tv a sport event um, covering as with a helicopter like the formula 1 race or the uh, sailing race or any kind of uh, rally uh, rally car like the bara race that you have in uh, in in the us and then i, I had something similar in uh, in in europe and africa so i was flying for 10 years that and after a little while i was a little bit bored creatively <laughs> because when you shoot a tv a, a sport event—it's not the way you shoot it. It's who's losing, who's winning. Right. Who has a car crash? Okay, so the, the producers are more interested about the facts going on on the ground than the way you're going to shoot that stuff. And then I met a guy. His name is Larry Blanford, and Larry is was he was one of the cameramen on Top Gun, the first one. Okay, okay he was in in the U.S. Uh, Navy, and he was uh, the cameraman in the jets with a sh- with a camera on his shoulder. And, and Larry told me, you know, Fred, when you do movie work as an aerial photographer, it's the way you shoot stuff that will translate an emotion to the audience. It's the way you shoot it that is going to tell the story. That's versus, right. So if you, if, you, if you need a car that goes from the airport and go to the city from right to left on the screen, and there's a dialogue in that car, the way you're going to shoot it from the air, I can make it a dramatic entry. I can make it a very slow, you know, and steady uh, shot. I can go like a crazy backer, I don't know if you can say that, uh, yeah. <laughs> to the car. And, and then that will change the emotion of the audience when they're going to see it. It's like, whoa, you know. So, movie will give way more creative. And that's what I was looking for. And that's how I ended doing that job.
1: You know, and actually, if you're not, if you weren't really good at it, too, you can like break, make or break a movie, really. So like, you have to be really good at it, which you obviously you are. You wouldn't be working on the biggest movies in the world.
3: That's what America, you know, is amazing at. It gives chances to people. Like in France, even if you're very good at it, it's very hard to uh, to become, you know, in the top top five or whatever. But in America, they don't really give a shit from where you're coming from. They, if you're good at it. American will embrace it. And, you know, it really, it, that gave me a chance. And I'm really, you know, grateful for it because, you know, it's here I am, you know.
2: I find that air shots relieve us from the film, they rest us. I find it very resting uh, because the thought of flying through the air gives you a feeling of, 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 of comfort. Is it, don't you agree? When you Easy.
3: fly through the air, it's comfortable. Yes, no, for sure. I think it gives you a perspective on the whole scene. So, if it works for the film, if if
2: if we want to feel whatever you guys do it with the with the air shots, I love air yeah. shots. I think they're very important to a movie. Like you said, the, what was the most exciting thing we saw on television? O.J. Simpson's truck on the freeway. For right. how long? And the helicopter following him. That is yeah. probably the most exciting footage I have ever seen on film. Because that oh, helicopter, yeah. he wouldn't leave that van. He took, he, so, right? Am I right? No, so, it's, it's a perspective. Air yeah. shots are good. I like, I've never worked in a film with it. have I? I don't think so. I don't think I've ever worked in a film where we've used an air shot. But they're nice. I like
1: them. So, so I have a question as a, as an aerial cinematographer, do you have an agent? How do people find you? I mean, obviously you built a name, oh, for yourself, got a name. but I mean, do you, really I, know, like, but I know that everybody has agents and stuff like, cause I, uh, I, I, deal with them a lot cause I produce a lot of movies. So it's so do people in your line of work actually have like agents, you know, that you go to an agent to book you or how do you actually, you know, find, so
3: find things? some people have agents, but I don't have an agent because I don't like the disconnect. I like to, uh, to talk directly to the producers I like I'm I'm more involved in that because also my part as a pilot is pretty small compared to the aerial uh, coordinator position that I have. So as an ariel coordinator, I'm involved way early on the uh, on the on the move itself because they send me the script and I look at the ariel piece and then I'm telling them if it's feasible not feasible if what we should add to be more realistic or what we can do to spice it up. So then I put notes and stuff and then I send that back to them. And then they rewrite whatever, and then they said. So there's a back and forth creatively, and then when they're happy about the script, they the producer asked me for an aerial budget. I do the aerial budget, aircraft, crew, uh, permits, how, where, you know, all that stuff. I put that into a package and I give it to them. And when that's into position, then then I will do the uh, the, the the flying myself. So people they know me uh, as an aerial coordinator because they because uh, because of, um, of because coming from France, I have a license to fly in Europe and in America and in Canada and in Argentina, in Brazil, in Iceland or whatever. So they know
1: that. 65. So 65, I wrote down 65 countries, you can fly in 60 right. countries.
2: Right, That's so. Did you ever film those wonderful documentaries we see on like Italy, where they went along the entire coast of, from
3: Genoa down to Naples. Do you know the film I'm talking about? No, I know the one I'm talking about, but I don't do too much those ones because they're more... Um, it's it's the, the camera system they're using is like for TV. I'm doing mostly movies because all the equipment that I have is for movie work. Uh, um, you no, know, but no, I, see, I see the one you mean. They're very, very pretty.
2: They're beautiful. I love them. And they have their nice music with them. I watch them. I relax.
3: I no. like Flying. I don't like flying in a commercial airline because I need to take you both uh in my helicopter. Yeah, I don't know where are you where are you guys physically?
2: California. Palm Springs, California.
3: Okay, so I'm in uh, you know in Los Angeles. So I, you guys, you both should come and then we'll go you for know really? downtown and take well, you for a little flight. Oh, that would I, you, I could you, drop you, a few bombs on some people I don't like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so let's go yeah. back to the book. First of all, you yeah. guys, you can follow Fred on Instagram. He's Fred underscore North. Really easy to find. Lots of stuff on his Instagram about his book. His website is fred-north.com. And um, so the name of the book is Flying Sideways, the story of the world's most famous stunt pilot. It just came out, you guys, I think on October 3rd, I read, right? October 3rd. Yeah,
3: correct. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Where, do people go, where can people actually go and get the book? How much is the book and how long is the book?
3: So the book is $29, I think, and you can find it, uh, you know, on my website or you can find it on my Instagram, there's a link, or you can get it on Amazon, Buzz and Nobles, any kind of big, uh, you know, uh, uh outlet and library. Um, you know, but so there's plenty of places where you can get it. Uh, the, the idea behind the book, um, if I can say there's uh, two reasons. Um, the first reason is, uh, I don't know if you have kids, but uh, I have three. And what happened with the kids, uh, they don't really understand who the parents are and how they got to where they are. Until when they're 15, 16 years old, they understand where you are now, but they have no high idea how you did it before.
1: You got there. And My
3: kids, they are 17 and 19 years old, and they are wondering what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. And they're looking for that, that explanation. So, you know, how, how they're going to get there. So I wrote the book to tell them how I did it so they understand, you know, all the, the journey and the details. So it was a, le- a legacy for yeah. them, but also for, you know, for them to, uh, to, to understand all that stuff. And then the second reason was on social media. I'm getting so many messages from young pilots and young kids that asking, how did you get a, you know, how do you get as a film pilot? How, how uh, you know, how did you become this and how and all that stuff? I'm trying to respond to each of them, but I'm getting sometimes 50 messages a day. So I, I respond to them, each of them, but I can't elaborate. And I would like to I'd love to spend more time with them. So the book is basically to explain my journey, everything that went through, what is also going through my mind when I do a big stunt, because people don't always understand the uh, the weight on the shoulder that I have as, as far as the risk, as far as the uh, liability, my responsibility for the people on board, the people on the stunt guys, and all that—you know—it's it's a weight on my shoulder. All the travel we have to do—it's all the, the other side of the shiny part on social media. So the book is really to explain all that stuff. It's a funny book. There's plenty of funny story in there. Um, it's also a, a life lesson, and I don't want to be arrogant saying that. It just a life lesson with my my experience and my my vision on how you know I went through all the you know just a quick a quick story on the book. Oh, um, well, it's autobi. It's an autobiography. Yes, it's a memoir. Yes. I have
2: a question for you, Fred. You don't think I'm crazy? And answer me honestly. People won't think you're crazy. Have yeah. you ever seen a UFO while you were up in the sky?
3: No, I never did.
2: Oh. Oh, he
3: would have loved it if you I said would have yes. Loved
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, go ahead. Tell uh, a little story on the book, then.
3: A, a quick story, and that, that's for the young kids out there, okay? Because uh, each time you want to be, let's say, you want to be an astronaut or something, people will say you're out of your mind, okay? So, uh, at 18 years old, I wanted to be a jet fighter pilot, okay? So, I went to the French uh, uh, Air Force, and I did a one-week uh, selection. It was like a one-week uh, training for 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 them to assess. If if you can be a a jet fighter pilot. And the week went really well. Okay. And then on the last day, the guy that was in charge of that, you know, uh, airbase and I was doing the selection of all those young kids, he was a general. So it was, you know, a high rank. And the guy said, you know, Fred, um, you did awesome on on a lot of uh, points, but you will be a terrible pilot. (laughs) You're going to be so bad. You should really choose something else. Because I'm telling you, mentally, you're absolutely not equipped to be a, a, a pilot. Absolutely Why not. Are they okay? that? Because, what, what because I don't know. You know, they do all those testing that you have to be basically fitting to a box for them. But at the time, I didn't understand that. I thought I'm a useless person, I will never be a pilot. That's and terrible. It was hard. Okay. So, but after a couple of weeks, I was thinking, Screw him. That's right. Too easy. Too easy to tell me that. So anyway, in the book, I'm explaining totally. all that stuff. And to, it's very easy to be let down by, you know, people you are looking up to. And I'm just telling those kids. And in the book, I'm explaining the whole little details of it. But it's just a story that today, you know, I'm a pilot and I'm happy about being a pilot. And hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, not yes. that bad at it.
1: I mean, you're very successful. So the
3: message that you're sending
2: out is... Everyone out there, have your dream. Don't let anybody crush it. Don't let anybody try to stop you. Don't let anybody tell you you stink. My mother, when I said to her at sixteen years old, "I'm going to be an actor," she said to me, "Oh yeah, sure. Hollywood's yeah. just waiting for you." Well, they did wait, and here I am. So you know, right? You can do it if you if don't listen to anybody.
1: Do what you I have tells a question you. for you then. So on the first of all, everybody, please check out uh, Fred hyphen north.com, get the book. Do you have autograph copies that you send people if they buy it from your website? Yeah. They... So, so you I, I, autographed I, I, copies?
3: Do, I, I do some some stuff, so they have to, you know, we, we try to do it on, on book signing. I, I do different events, and sometimes I, I make a deal with the library, and if they order it there, I sign it because oh, it has perfect. to be not too far from my place, but yes.
1: Okay, perfect. So out of the Fast and Furious movies, which ones did you work on?
3: All of them since number three. So three, four, five, six, seven, eight, wow. nine, ten, and I'm prepping eleven.
1: I did. I did the co- quite
3: eleven Fast and Furious. Movies? Yeah, we just we, saw the we've done the- ten. We've done. So 10. I,
1: I actually did the costume design on the second one in Miami. I lived in Miami, that's why I was wondering if you were on there, but I didn't see a I helicopter miss you. on it. I miss you but there. I, yeah, I, I yeah. thought it would have been fun. That would be like our six degrees of separation if you had been it. So what is right. the what film has been like the most difficult one for you to come up with the creative? Um, the creative idea of how you were going to shoot it. What was the hardest one that you've done out of all the huge movies you've done?
3: I mean, you know, each stunt sequence is always, you know, something to put together, but the last, the last two, I will say there's the, the, on extraction two, that is a, a movie that was uh, on Netflix um, yeah. extraction two, directed by Sam Hardgrave, fantastic director. And he, when he called me eight months before we did the, the film, he said, Fred, there is a, a big train sequence in the movie. And I want to do something crazy with helicopters attacking the train. And I said, what do you have in mind? And then he said, uh, I want you to come There's these three helicopters. They're doing crazy shit around the, the train. And then I want you to go above the train. It's going 60 miles an hour. And then we drop in guys you know, from the helicopter on a hoist. And they drop on the train. And then they're attacking the train.
1: And we saw it. I remember. I know exactly what you're talking Chris, about. That's the okay. movie
3: Thor, right? The Thor guy is in that. Movie. Right, right. Chris
1: Hemsworth. So he's, he's telling me that, and I'm
3: telling him, but that's boring as hell. It's been done 50 times. Um, why we're we not landing the helicopter on the train at 60 miles an hour, and then the five guys get out, and we we arrive like a like a wild cowboy, and then we go like a like a you know crazy maniac, you know something really punchy, and he said, great, I love that. So that was eight months before we started the uh, the making of the movie. So if you watch Extraction 2, we indeed landing the helicopter on the moving train at 60 miles an hour. So that was tricky to do because there is more complexity than it may look. That uh, because- dangerous. Is that you
1: then? Are you actually the helicopter? Yeah, it's me. It's me, yeah. Uh, it's so exciting because yeah, I actually know exactly Fred, what you're talking about. Fred, Fred. It hasn't been done before.
2: So you don't know what the result could have been. It was a dangerous thing to do, because so, then
3: right. couldn't have taken off again if something really went wrong. Right. No, you, you're right, but that's why in the book, I'm explaining, like I suggest an idea like that. And then after we hang up the phone with Sam, I said, what's wrong with me? Why am I suggesting that to the guy? And right. now, yes. But are you, wait are you extra for that? No.
2: Oh, so I wouldn't no. have done it. <laughs> no. I would no no. I, I have to negotiate for you. I would have said to them, listen, that's a very outstanding trick, and it's gonna cost you more money. Otherwise, I'll drop them from
1: the road. Wait, wait, wait. I'm thinking, wait, wait. So in Kong Skull Island, because I know there's a lot of helicopters in Kong Skull Island, are you like yeah. uh, are you one of the big uh, one of the ones carrying all the people? I'm filming all those helicopters with You're the, the filming all of that. Because that was yeah. a lot of helicopters in the air at the same time. Right. right. There was we
3: had four to a point uh, helicopters and we had to line them up and everything. But this is more like a choreography. So helicopter air to air is more like a dancing choreography. Right. So the biggest the helicopter is like dancing with a big heavy woman. So you have to manage that piece, you know. Uh, no offense to beautiful you know, heavy woman, but it's a little bit like that. So, you know, to, so basically to come back to extraction is, I just give ideas because I'm passionate, wrong You know, I really, I'm passionate about the project. I take it personally. I really want to bring something to the audience. And, you know, the producer then will, they, those guys are good. You know, they take care of me correctly. And, you know, I, I don't, that's why I don't want an agent because I want to keep that creative Heart. You don't need an agent, Fred. All you have to do is drop your name.
1: Hang on a second. Wait a second. So we have. So we have. Um, first of all, we have a, a really good friend who lives in Germany, who's in the chat room. Her name's B. Claudia. Say hi to B. She's hi, already. You. She's already buying the book. She said at the beginning, it starts with the word "author's note" to set the record straight. He used to have a TV show called "Set the set record, record Straight." Straight. Uh, That's funny. On TV in LA and Palm Springs, and. Um, She's already bought the book and she's like she she loves all the authors because she's also an author. So the fact that you say hi, she like loves it and she says it's amazing already. She's like, while we're on the air, she like bought it in Germany. I think think
2: it's gonna be a very interesting book. And especially for those young people who are interested in flying. Because if if it's educational, if you're gonna teach these kids the hard the hardships and the fun. I think it I think that that's a fair book. And I suggest that anybody that is interested in doing this definitely should buy his book. But, but uh, Ron, it's not even... Don't want to fly. I think it's a book that will only increase your education, your knowledge. So at the next cocktail party, you can say, oh, by the way, did you know this about a helicopter? So I,
3: I'm, I'm, in the book, I'm, I was very careful to not be technical. So the book is for anyone. It's more about... You know life things and how the journey went that the helicopter itself it's more what what goes to my mind as a challenge but it could be anything it can, uh, you know for me it was a helicopter but it's not a book on helicopter it's a book of a person and what went through the life to go through things to get to, to get it, to what to you want to, to do get, exactly
1: yeah. so in the chat no. room i have a question for you since you work on a mission impossible movie um, and uh, they want to know what did you think about like Tom Cruise? Supposedly he does all his own stunts. Were you doing the helicopter work, filming him doing his own stunts, and how? Yeah. How scary yeah. is that? Because he's just like a regular guy, like doing crazy ass stunts.
3: You know, you have, to, you have to understand that nobody can afford to lose Tom Cruise on a on a on an accident or something. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <You> know, whatever. <laughs> It won't be good for the resume. So, you know, every, everything we do with them and, and any anybody by a matter of fact, the prep is huge. So we can prep for two months and uh TC, as we call it, TC is not with us. Okay. So we prep, we prep, we prep. And then when it's when we're ready for him, then he comes in and then TC starts to do his own rehearsal and training. And then we are here to assist and then we help him achieve the stunt. You
2: know, well, that lot, is so a lot, cool. A lot of it's green screen and CGI. You know, a lot of it is technical. It's not actually the actor. People out there, uh, I don't want you to think, you know, they put a green screen behind you and they can make it anywhere in the world. And when they dress you, they have these little dots. Now, wait a second. He really it,
1: does it, though, right? Like,
3: like no, he does it. He, he does it. But the dangerous, not the dangerous. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Wow. what you're saying, Ron, is is what, uh, look on Extraction 2, the studio wanted us to put a green screen next to the train. They wanted the static train and they wanted us to pretend that we're going to be landing on the train like like if we were going at speed. But we said no, and I'll be the first one to fight CG. I don't mind CG if it's adding to the reality of a shot. I do mind CG if we built the whole sequence out of, out of CG because <laughs> fake doesn't replace real stuff it does not you you can add a little bit of fake here and there because for entertainment but to me you know we did that that sequence for real and what does it mean it means that the the main character chris M. worth the guy from tour when he see the helicopter like five feet from his from his ass i guarantee you is is acting properly because (laughs) the there. You know what I mean? It's like, whoa. You know, if it's CG and he's it's like, it's supposed to see a helicopter that is not there, he's not going to shoot in his pants, right? Well, now that's, that's, called acting. Acting. that's called acting. A good actor can make it look real.
2: But to, you know. I know that most of the... uh,
1: who No, wait. It? Like on the New Miss Impossible, they show Tom Cruise doing that motorcycle thing, and I saw him actually do it on a video. He like, does he, it. He does it. Yeah. yeah does I mean, it. Like, that's like, a, like he flies... A, Thousands of feet in the air and stuff. It's like real. He really does it. It's he not. Really does it. Tom yeah. Cruise is the only one, though. I don't think other people do that. I think Tom Cruise you know, is like, I, different. I'm than everybody surprised. Else. That, oh, it's,
3: it's it's been done uh, before. Uh, there's sure. plenty guys uh, done that before. The, what he has never done before is an actor doing it.
1: Right. There's plenty stunt that did it. And, oh yeah, stunt and that, people do it. Yes, because we know yes, a lot of an stunt.
2: Actor. People, yeah. An actor. Yeah, I'm surprised that they allow him to do that. I'm shocked. He that wants, he wants to do that. it. He's the one that. Yeah, but if he hurts himself. It costs the production a fortune of money if they have nice to man. shut down until he's well.
1: It's usually his production yeah. company anyway. Yeah, I know that,
2: but it, it's, <laughs> he's really crazy.
1: I like love that. it. So hang on. We've only got three minutes. So you guys, first of all, this is Fred North, you guys. Please follow him on Instagram. He's at Fred underscore North. His website Thank is Fred hyphen The name of the book, you can plug it in Google. It'll come up everywhere. It's called Flying Sideways, the Story of the World's Most Famous Stunt Pilot. Um it's very cool that what Charlize Theron movie Did you, oh, you have she was in one of the Fast and Furious movies? Yes, but also Old Guards too. That is not Oh that's a great, Oh it's not a, The first one was great.
3: Yeah, but that one we did some crazy shit weather. Like crazy shit weather. Wait,
1: wait, 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 Fred, did you ever meet her?
3: Yeah,
2: you worked Yes. With Are you Fred? Yes. Not you, shut up. I hug her. She I hate you. I yes, hate yes, you. yes, I yes. I she's you. amazing. I hate I you. love her. I
1: she's,
2: my she's, she's my, my favorite. She's my favorite. Me too, too. me I too. I love do. her. I, lo- I think she's the most beautiful woman in the world. And she has balls the size
3: of a bull.
1: I believe it. Does what? She has balls the size of a bull. I believe it. Oh yeah.
3: She's tough. <laughs> she's tough, but she's amazing. So she, on in Old Guards 2, when the movie comes out, let's do another interview because yes. I, can, I can tell you all the details but I cannot tell you I now. I can't wait till
1: it comes out. I love the first one, uh, yeah. so I can't yeah. wait we, for the second we, one. We
3: just saw one, wasn't it new? No,
1: it was old. That was an old one. We yeah, saw. the new one hasn't come out. I, yet. Hasn't come
2: out yet. I saw the one with the train where he's
1: running oh, yeah, on the cool. train. That was like wind. in a, like a like probably like a year ago though, right? That came yeah, out. during COVID, oh. it was during COVID. Yeah, yeah, it was during COVID. So I like love it. So you guys, please follow Fred. Get his book. Um, if you see, if you have any uh, signings, so I have like a million and a half followers in social media. So uh, I followed you on Instagram. Follow me back if you're doing a signing someplace. Send it to me, and I'll you know 100%. send it out to everybody and, and help people know and let people know. We also want to thank your publicist for contacting us to set this up. Yeah, she, uh, she's fabulous. It's a good interview. And I forgot who she is. And but you
3: know, too, you too have to fly with me. I want you too to fly
1: with. Uh, me. Absolutely, we come to L.A. often, so we would love to set something okay. up. Okay. Um, okay. All right, you guys. So this is it. Yeah, this you, is could fly, North. you could fly me to Genoa. absolutely, <laughs> No problem. Congratulations okay, on the book. Congratulations on all of your success. And thank you so much for coming on the show. We'd love to have you. And bonjour, thank monsieur. Merci, bonjour. au revoir. Merci, Merci beaucoup. <laughs> all, right. all right. everybody. Bonjour. Thanks so much. Please also thank follow you. me on TikTok and Twitter, you guys. I'm at this is Jimmy Star and Instagram. This at this is Jimmy Star. Follow me. We're building everything up. Fred, we'll have a great weekend. Congratulations. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. And, and
2: Fred, stay safe always.
3: Thank you so much. I will. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Nice Bye. meeting Bye. you, Fred. Me too. Thank you.
1: Yeah, we in the mix. Oh.